We've got football coming up tonight. The NFL season kicks off with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Houston Texans. Out on the diamond, it was a beautiful day for some baseball. And heading into 2020, many people thought there would be no high school football. Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 on your side, Sports Talk, with sports director Brian Bailey, Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell. everyone and thank you for joining you're listening to another episode of WNCT 9 your side sports talk I'm Kelsey O'Donnell alongside Nolan Knight today for another sports filled week Brian Bailey's sitting this one out for now we've got uh, super excited to sit down and chat today about some more sports and this week um, that excitement is sparked because we have a new voice joining us as a guest East Carolina women's head basketball coach Kim McNeil coach thanks for joining us no problem. Thank you guys for having me. So anytime we get to feature anyone from ECU, we are super excited. You're actually our first coach we've had from um, Pirate staff. So again, super excited to have you on here. But for those of you listening, um, head coach Kim McGill, this is her second year as head coach. So Kim, I guess it's safe to say you're all settled in Greenville now. Yeah, I am. And it's, it's been a very easy transition. Um, you know, last year when, when we got here, when I say we, I say, you know, Corey McNeil, my husband, who's also on staff with me, and my two twins, Gabrielle and Caden. Um, it, it was it was a little diff- difficult at first because, you know, back in Connecticut, we were still in school um, in April when I first took the job. And so we didn't want to, you know, take our kids out of school. So Corey and I went back and forth for a long time until they were done with school. And then, mm-hmm. you know, July hit, we were recruiting, we were buying a house. And so we, we got settled in around August. And, and ever since then, it's been awesome. The community has been very welcoming. Um, was really enjoying our time here in Greenville, obviously, until COVID hit and it kind of shut things down a little bit. Um, but the, the transition has been great. Awesome. Well, I guess the weather, we could say, is a little bit different. I'm from a little bit up north myself from outside of Philadelphia, but I'm used to bundling up for this weather, and I've got a sweater on today, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, the, the weather is um, definitely different, and it's definitely a plus. Um, you know, I'm originally from Virginia, so I'm, I'm a little bit more um, comfortable with this type of weather, but you know, today I put on, a, I think, a hoodie, and I'm good to go. Where if I was in Connecticut, um, a hoodie definitely wouldn't cut it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I totally feel that. We're uh, we're in for a treat down here in eastern North Carolina. So what I do kind of want to dive into today, we'll talk a little bit about your background um, in basketball and then move in to talk about the girls and coaching staff over here at East Carolina. So prior to becoming head coach at ECU in 2019, you did spend um, seasons with at um, Hartford, and then before that at Virginia, how do you think um, your time, your career, coaching career has translated um, over the years and kind of brought you to head coaching? Because I believe this is your first head coaching position, correct? No, I was the head coach at Hartford. So okay, excuse me. Second. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been very, very um, lucky to have worked for some really great head coaches. Um, and my first at Kenny Brooks, um, who I still consider a mentor. Um, he, I worked for him at James Madison, and now he's the head coach at Virginia Tech and has been extremely successful. Okay. Then Joanne Boyle, who I worked with at three different places, University of Richmond, Cal Berkeley, and at UVA. And then also Andy Landers, who's a Hall of Fame head coach um, from the University of Georgia. So I've, I've learned under great, not only great coaches, but great people. 
And throughout that process, you know, you, you're figuring out, like, what do you want to do with this? Do you want to be an assistant all your life? Do you want to be a head coach? And it was very quickly that I decided that I did want to um, continue to climb the ladder and become a head coach um, one day. And so I, I just took in everything I could. I asked for a lot of responsibilities to do a lot of different things so that I could be very well-rounded. And I, I picked out things that I liked from each head coach, things that I didn't like, and kind of made it into my own. Um, but I felt like I did it the right way. You know, I was an assistant coach for 16 years before I took on my first program at the wow. University of Hartford. Yeah, and and uh, and, uh, and in this day, um, a lot of people feel like in two years they're ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, you're you're definitely not ready in two years. And you know, I, I was fortunate enough to um, you know join Boyle when I worked for her the third time at UVA. Um, really gave me a lot of freedom. You know, I was named the associate head coach after three years with her. Um, and so she was going through an adoption process in, in Africa and was gone a lot. So I had to really use that title of associate head coach and step in and, and, and be the head coach when she was absent. And she actually was absent during some game time. So I actually got to coach three games um, my wow. fourth year there at UVA. And, and that was the point when I realized I was ready because up to that point, I had done everything mm-hmm. all the time out. And once I was able to do that, I, I really felt like, okay, now it's time for me to venture out and, and try to get my own. I'm talking about this season, uh, a pretty good start to the year for you guys. You guys got a win against UVA. Was that a, a pretty cool moment uh, to get a win against uh, uh, your former employer? <laughs> well, she's actually she retired. So she retired. Who joins? I think has been retired two years now. Tina Thompson is now the head coach there. But you know, anytime you can go in and beat a Power Five team, obviously it's it's great for for your program, especially when you're trying to rebuild as we are. Um, but to be able to go in and, I'm, like I said before, I'm from Virginia, and to be able to go in and beat, you know, the 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 state university, mm-hmm. which the University of Virginia is, is obviously um, a game that I think will go down in history books for me, you know, under my, you know, time as being a head coach. So you're talking to a couple Hokies here, so we're walking on thin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so so brother, we were my, real excited about that win to start. The <laughs> my my older brother is a Hokie. Um, and he is a that the thing I learned like uh, Hokies are diehard fans. <laughs> that I is mean, right. No matter what. And uh, when I when I became an assistant at UVA, he told me so I will never wear a UVA shirt unless it says women's basketball on it. And I was like, okay. So Brian Bailey always gives us crap about it because we're always ganging up on him and talking about our Hokies. So. <laughs> So talking about the UVA team, they just recently canceled the rest of their season. That had got to yeah. hit a little bit home to you, close to home. Yeah, you know, they, they uh, you know, Duke pulled out probably about a month before they did. And prior to that, you know, there's been several teams. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, probably most on the women's side. I'm sure there is mm-hmm. some on the men, but I don't keep up with them as well. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's been a lot of chatter, you know, here in the last couple of days about, you know, about that some other head coaches come out and saying things, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, we all have a choice. You know, the players have a choice to play that they can always opt out if they don't feel comfortable. The programs have a, a choice to opt out if they don't feel comfortable. And I think, you know, there was a lot of things going on with up there at UVA as far as they have a lot of injuries. So they already didn't have a lot of players to mm-hmm. start. Um, so I, I think, you know, every situation, you know, is a little bit different and it just depends on how comfortable you feel with, you know, playing right now. But I do think, you know, a lot of people can look at it two different ways. You know, is it a risk? Yeah, but I do think for the mental health of these athletes, you know, this is what they work for. This is what, you know, they've been growing up and, and, and 
aspiring to do is to play at the collegiate level. So I, I do think that, you know, it's good for them to be able to be in our bubble because if we weren't playing and they were back at home, they would be exposed to a lot of different people. Sure. Whereas here, we're getting tested three or four times a week. We're staying in our bubble. So I do think, you know, we have created a safe environment for them. I'm sure you guys are probably used to the testing by now. Oh, my goodness. My right <laughs> nostril is mad at me right now. It goes right up to your brain, I feel like. <laughs> it, it definitely does. So talking about your team this year, you returned all five starters in addition to 11 players, including LaShonda Monk, your, the ACC reigning defensive player of the year. How do you think her leadership has helped shape the Pirates this year? You know, I just think, you know, Monk, she, she's different. You know, she's she's not a leader by um, being vocal, you know, and there's different kinds of leaders. There's mm-hmm. leaders that lead by example. There's leaders that lead um, from being vocal. She, she's definitely not vocal. She's quiet by nature, even off the court. She's very quiet. And so, you know, she, she's she's a gamer. You know, she, she loves to play the game. And so you can pretty much expect every night that she's going to come out and she's going to play as hard as she can um, on both ends of the floor, and, and she hates to lose. Um, and, and so, you know, sometimes that'll take over her mentally and, and, and get her a little bit sidetracked, you know, when things aren't going her way. But you can always count on her to, to bring, you know, the energy and the fight every single night. And I think, you know, for the younger kids, I think that's a really good thing to see. Sure. How do you think um, the team has kind of responded to everything this year, seeing that other teams are canceling and having right now the men's team are, is on a pause? Um, they're surrounded by... It almost seems like there's a lot of negative things. Is there any way you guys are trying to find the positive light amid all this pandemic stuff? You know, we, um, I, I, let me knock on wood, but I feel so far, you know, our bubble has done a really good job. Um, and so, you know, I'll be honest with you, we don't talk about it a lot. We okay. try to stay within the positives, you know, when, you know, you know, with the situation going on with the men, you know, we continue to tell them, you know, make sure, you know, we're being safe. Make sure we're washing our hands, keeping your distance. If you have to go in the grocery store, be quick, wear your mask, you know, indoor eating, things of that nature. You know, so I do remind them probably once a week, once every two weeks, but I try not to dwell on it um, and, and try to get them really focused on it and thinking about it. We try to stay within the moment and stay within, you know, the next, the next task. And today mm-hmm. the next task is practice at one o'clock. Um, so I just try to keep them in the moment and, you know, school's starting back tomorrow, you know, so that'll be another distraction that they're now back to, you know, homework and tests and quizzes, but we really try not to put a lot of emphasis on it. Um, and, and we don't have a lot of conversations about it, to be honest with you. That's right. And right now, five and seven overall, three and four in conference play, certainly a step up from last year. How do you think this season is going so far? Do you have anything um, specific that you can point out that maybe you're working on, things that you would change? Um, I would say, you know, we had a really tough non-conference schedule sure. um, where we, I think we went two and three, I think it was. Um, and we finished that very, really well with a win at home against VCU. Then we you know, get a home uh, win, a conference win at SMU. We get a conference win here against Tulane. We go on the road, we beat Cincinnati. And so we got off to a really good start and everybody that was all excited. Oh my God, oh my God. You know, and I'm trying to keep everybody calm (laughs) because we are still learning. Um, We we are still learning. We are getting better. You know, I was just looking at our stats right now, where we are versus where we were last year. We've improved in every single category. So that's obviously, that's a positive thing. That's a really positive thing. Obviously we would have liked to have seen more wins come out of these last four games but if you look at our schedule in the month of january it's brutal when it comes Mm -hmm. to our league we you know we're going to play south florida twice which is number one in our league we're going to play central florida twice 
which is number two in our league. We just played Houston, Temple. All those guys are at the top of our league. So our January has been very battle testing for us, which I think will only, you know, pan out for us in February. And in none of those games, we didn't get blown out. I mean, we lost to, you know, uh, South Florida, I think my 11, Central Florida, single mm-hmm. digits. All those games have been single digits, whereas last year at Central Florida, we lost by 50. At mm-hmm. South Florida, we lost by 40. So that was a major, major improvement. And I, and I really feel like, you know, teams are coming in here expecting a fight, you know, whereas maybe in the past, they kind of looked down the schedule and ECU, oh, that's a win. Well, they can't do that anymore. And so we're just learning day by day. We're continuing to get better. We're trying to, you know, continue to keep them confident, keep, keep their heads up because we are right there. We are right there. And, you know, I just want the girls to keep believing that that we can be, a, you know, a competitor in this league. Talking about this league, uh, a, a different dynamic this year with not having UConn in the conference this year, doesn't that kind of change things in terms of, you know, your, your ability to, to maybe put – conference champion as as a realistic goal not saying that it wasn't before but Connecticut's you know and I know and everyone knows how good Connecticut has been with them not being in the league uh, is it a little different in terms of when you're setting your goals that now you know making a run in the conference tournament or, or winning the conference outright is now seems like a legitimate possibility definitely and I think every coach in this league feels that way <laughs> and we were you know Corey and I and the staff were talking the other day about the league like this league the American is much better than people give us credit for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, did, did did UConn leave and were they a powerhouse? Yes, they were, and, and they still are. Um, but this year, I mean, South Florida to me is better. You know, C- Central Florida is still good. Houston is better. Temple is better. You know, so our league got better this year. We're better. Mm-hmm. You know, so on a night a day on a nightly basis, you got to bring your A game. You know, there's no team you're going to go on this schedule and look and say, oh, this is an automatic win. I mean, day in and day out, you're going to have to fight to get a win. It's an athletic league. You know, it's an up-tempo league. It's it's a really good league. And, you know, I think every every team, every coach in this league is, you know, thinking they have an opportunity to win it. And it is true. I think there is a misconception, especially with you coming in this being your second year. I know a lot of fans and people who are looking from afar kind of think, okay, new head coach, and they're automatically going to be better. But it doesn't happen overnight, and you guys are definitely proving that game by game you're getting better. And it's you guys are a lot of fun to watch and kind of follow along. Nolan and I both um, started at WNCT when you started as your career here at ECU. So it's fun to be able to follow along. I almost feel like I'm a little bit of a part of that and watching you guys grow as we're growing as well as um, sportscasters too. Well, I definitely appreciate that. And, and you're exactly right. You know, when you come in and, and this team went through a lot the year before I got here um, with, you know, so many different coaches, so much turnaround. And so it, it takes, it takes some time. It takes building trust. It takes building your foundation and the belief within your program um, of your system but, you know, football is going through the same thing. You know, everybody thought Mike Houston, new coach, is going to turn around just mm-hmm. like that. It just doesn't work like that. It doesn't happen like that, you know. And, and so, you know, for us to, to see the growth, and I'm not sure, if, you know, the outside can see it as well as we can, you know, as a coaching staff. I don't just judge our growth on the wins and losses. I judge our growth on, you know, things outside of basketball. You know, mm-hmm. we got here, we, we were around a 2.9 GPA overall. We're at a three, uh, over a 3.3 3 now. That's incredible. That's a big jump. You know, so, yeah, huge jump. So we are we are winning in the classroom. We are making strides, you know, on the court. You know, like I said before, all of our statistical categories have gotten better. 
um, than, than last year. So it, it's going to fall in place. It's, it's going to get there. I just ask for Pirate Nation to stay with us and, and just, you know, keep keep um, keep the faith and knowing that we are I'm, – I'm here to build a program that, you know, for the future, not a program of just a couple of years, but a program that Greenville and Pirate Nation can be um, happy with and proud of for years. Sure, and any fan would love to hear that. I know we love to hear it as well. And uh, one quick question before we do let you go, because I, I got to know, I, I don't know the specific stat, but I can't imagine that there are many wife-husband duos on the same <laughs> team coaching at the same time. What is that dynamic like? How did that begin? I'm sure there had been a big discussion if that was going to be a good idea. Clearly, it has worked out for you guys. What is that like? Because that is not a, a normal thing across <laughs> college basketball at all. Yeah, I, I would say there's maybe a handful, um, and then you know, there's the ones I know of about five. So yeah, um, Tennessee, you know, is a husband and wife. Uh-huh. Gonzaga is a husband and wife. Uh, Corey and I, and, and there's some more that are probably slipping on my mind right now. But that that wasn't the initial goal. You know, I was at Georgia coaching. He was at Georgetown. And we dated long distance for three years. Um, and then when Joanne Bull left Cal and went to UVA and got the job, she asked me to come with her. And, and my first thought was, well, at least it'll get me closer because UVA is obviously closer to D.C. Mm-hmm. Than, than Georgia. Yeah. Um, and, and then her staff decided uh, in California that none of them were coming. So she needed to hire a whole new staff. And that was what kind of opened the door um, for him to be on staff, too. So we worked together five years um, at UVA together as assistants. Um, and, and we started there in May of 2011. And we got married in August of 2011. But we had been engaged for a year. Most people were like, oh, did y'all meet each other at UVA? And get married? <laughs> yeah. like, no, we dated for three years. We were already engaged for a year. You know, it, it just worked out for us. But, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, Corey is a head coach. Like, he, he's ready to go. He's really, really good. And I, I am so blessed to have him by my side. You know, things have definitely changed a lot for us, you know, this year with COVID. You know, our twins, they're eight. You know, they go to Elmhurst. But, you know, we decided not to send them back to school this year just to keep mm-hmm. everybody safe. And so I stay home until about 11, 11, 15 every morning to homeschool them. And then I come in. And so knowing that he's here running the ship while I'm at home and then my other two assistants, Steve and Britt, they're awesome. Wow. Without without them, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Um, but because I have them and I have him as my right hand man, I feel very comfortable being absent a couple of hours while we're while I'm at home educating our twins. <laughs> Loving basketball. You right? are a you super <laughs> mom. I learned a bunch of new stuff today. So is there any type yes. of competition? Do you guys ever have, play some games out in the yard? And Oh my God, competition. <laughs> oh, who, yeah, who, win, who wins one-on-one? competitive family. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I've never been a big one-on-one. Even, even when I played, I was much, I was, I was facilitator. I like getting people involved. So I've never been a really good one-on-one person. So he would obviously win that, but I, I, I would say I'm a better shooter. You know, he you may argue that. Um, <laughs> But it's all me, me and my daughter, me and Gabrielle against him and Caden. You know, we always compete, but it's it's a very competitive household, extremely competitive. So I'm sure your players as well feel like family to you. Um, looking at this season as a whole, you guys have already received numerous conference recognition. What do you think that means not only to your family, your immediate family, your family at Pirate Nation, and to the program? You know, I think it just shows the young ladies that hard work pays off. 
you know, and, and that's that's what we're preaching, not only on the court, but just in life. You know, uh, we're extremely competitive and we want to come here and make this program a, a program that Power Nation can be happy with. But it's also about preparing these young ladies for life. And, mm-hmm. and a, a huge part of my philosophy is family. It is about relationships and it is letting these young ladies know that we do care for them and care about them more than just what they can do for us on the court. And so we, we do a lot of uh, life lessons. You know, we talk about preparing them for the real world and just talk about like, you know, the struggles that they're going to go through and how, you know, athletics and, and being an athlete is going to help them more than what they realize. And so, you know, we talk about dealing with adversity. We talk about, you know, how, how you know, are you going to, when you get, when you don't get that job, are you going to just hang your head and be like, I'm not good enough? Or are you going to get up and fight and figure out what you did wrong and, and make it work the next time? So, you know, how to carry themselves, how to be young women, like those are daily, daily conversations that we have all the time. And so, you know, can I tell you that all 15 of my players love me? Uh, probably not because everybody <laughs> doesn't like their role. You know, everybody wants to play. Sure. More, but mm-hmm. I can, I, I, I would be, I would be disappointed if all 15 didn't say that we did care about them, you know, off the court. Okay. Awesome. So got about 12 games left, give or take, um, if everything goes as planned next game on on Wednesday at um, Tulsa, excuse me. How are you guys looking? You're preparing for that game this week. um, And then obviously we'll be, let me see, got the schedule in front of me. Um, back, home. back at home. Yes, back home on it Saturday. At Central Florida next Wednesday. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, January is brutal. Um, you know, we, we, we'll practice today at 1, and we'll start working on, on Tulsa. Um, you know, I, it's it's a must win. We, we need to win. We, we need to get back in the winning column. We need to get back to feeling really good about ourselves and feeling confident, um, you know, going into South Florida next next Saturday. But, you know, we, we take, like I said, we take one moment at a time, one practice at a time. And today, you know, no different than what we, we always do is we, we really focus on ourselves and making ourselves better because our style is so unique in what we do. Um, so, you know, 75% of practice is always about us. And then, you know, we'll walk about walk through and talk about what the other team is going to do, but we really put a lot of emphasis on ourselves. All right. Awesome. Well, that will do it. I'm not sure. Do you have any other closing comments, remarks about the season, the team? No, I'm 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 really proud of what we've done. You know, obviously, like I said before, I would love for us to have more wins and that more Ws in that left column. But we we are getting better, um, and, and we will continue to get better. You know, February I tell the girls all the time, it's not about how you start the season, it's about how you finish it. And so we talk all the time about playing our best basketball in February. And I think this January brutal schedule will definitely prepare us to start peaking in February. Awesome. Well, we are certainly in your corner and rooting for you as well as Pirate Nation. But we really appreciate you coming on here again anytime we get to feature anyone from East Carolina, especially um, the girls team. I got to give a little shout out to the ladies. Um, We are so grateful. Thank you guys so much for having us. And go Pirates. (laughs) Go Pirates. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Bye. Bye. Always great talking with uh, Coach McNeil. And it, it, how fun it was to actually talk with someone from uh, East Carolina as well. It was certainly fun. Um, obviously, having the first person from ECU, we'd love to get the ball rolling and have some more people on here. So if you are listening, whether you're a high school coach or at ECU, come on. We'd love to chat with you. But that will do it for our WNCT Nine Year Side Sports Talk this week. For Nolan Knight, I'm Kelsey O'Donnell and Kim, Coach Kim McNeil. Thanks so much for listening.